Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show. Seth Luttrell spent seven years as the North Texas head coach and now as OU's offensive coordinator. And of course, Sooner fans remember him most as the fullback on OU's 2000 National Championship team. But Seth Luttrell's OU ties run much deeper than that. And we're going to talk to the man who connects with those roots. Jim Luttrell, his father, the fullback on OU's 1974 and 1975 title teams. But before we get to Jim, we want to thank our sponsors, Next Generation Roofing, Two Fellas Moving, Weedman Lawn Service, FireLakesJobs.com, Oklahoma's Ford Dealers, and Oklahoma's 988 Helpline. Two Fellas Moving, listen, not everybody's like me. I like to help people move. That's about my only, uh, it's about my only uh, vocation I'm any good at, but it's hard to find people to move. So that's why you need to call Two Fellas. Uh, Two Fellas Moving Company, they offer free, no strings attached quotes for your move. Over 20 years experience, they've pretty much moved it all. Their services don't end at moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? They have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, well, you know, OU's done an awful lot for for Seth and I and our family. Um, it's been exciting that uh, from the time I played into when Seth played that now it's come full circle and he's gotten the opportunity to be back at our alma mater and we're all just very excited. What, uh, what is Seth's outlook on this job? I mean, uh, he, seven years at North Texas, uh, head coach, spent a year as the analyst here on, on uh, Brent Venable's staff, now getting this opportunity. What is the level of Seth, Seth's excitement at this new venture? Um, I'm, I think his level of excitement is very high, but, uh, if you can predict football coach, then maybe what you'd have that answered, but, uh, I don't, uh, he's just ex- excited and happy for the opportunity to be back. Um, and then we'll just see how it goes. Let's go back to 2000. Uh, you grew up in Muskogee. You raised your family in Muskogee, Seth. Seth from Muskogee as well. Uh, he comes to Oklahoma. Uh, is, is playing some good football. Things not going great. Bob Stoops comes in as the head coach. Things turn around in 2000. Seth's a fullback on that on that Mark Mangino coordinated offense uh, with Mike Leach's uh, impact from the year before still resonating. The Sooner offense is great. Seth uh, helps the Sooners to a national championship. What what was your level of pride? at knowing your son was able to do what you did at OU, which is, which is play a lot of football and win a national championship. Well, we were, we were very excited. I mean, uh, very blessed that Seth also had the opportunity to participate on a team uh, that achieved the national championship. Um, I think along the way we visited about it, you know, maybe even before senior year, we kind of talked about you know, Seth always, uh, you know, looked back at my days there and the championships we won and 
I knew that he always would have liked to have one, but you know, at the time, who knows? But uh, I think he kind of sparked some interest in himself and kind of talked to a couple of teammates. And as it turned out, it was just a magical year. It just seemed like every game just, uh, you know, we're going to win a few games. Oh, it's over. And then we just kept winning. So it was just a fun time back in that day. What, uh, when, when Seth was a boy coming into high school, uh, coming to his own as a football player, did you notice that he might have coaching tendencies? Was this something he might have, that you could sort of predict? Um, you know, not right off. Obviously, you know, when he was in college, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit that he, he kind of, uh, told me that he might want to get into it and we discussed it a little bit and towards the end of his career, um, you know, we kind of talked about the opportunity. I think at one time, everybody that comes out of college starts thinking, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, some guys want to go play, try to the next level. Uh, I think he thought about it a little bit and we discussed that. And, um, I think the opportunity that he got with, um, with OU again, he got to finish the year, or he got to finish the next semester as a student coach, and then Coach Mangino called him and he went to Kansas. And I think it just worked out, you know. It just uh, the progression um, of just, you know, you need to start your new opportunity and get after it. So that's what he did. Let's go back a long time, fifty something years. Uh, you're a high school, you're a high school running back in Muskogee. Tell us a little bit about how you got to, got to OU, how you got to Norman and, and, uh, just, just the recruiting process and, and, and what made you eventually become a Sooner? Uh, yeah, that's a long time ago. Uh, Leon Cross, uh, recruited me when I was there, me, uh, Tinker Owens, Jimbo Elrod. I mean, Leon had pretty much northeastern Oklahoma anyway. Um, so um, we had all kind of visited together. And, you know, we kind of tinkered and I ran track. We've been friends since, you know, probably our junior year in high school and and ran track against each other. So we, we knew each other. But, um, you know, there wasn't back in the day, it wasn't like you had 100 schools or anything. Um, I had most of the big 12 schools. And so, and a few of the Southeast Arkansas, which was close to Northeastern Oklahoma. So a lot of us had kind of, you know, gone down to the fact that we were probably going to go to OU, but, uh, guys visited, visited different places. But, uh, you know, when we visited OU and came up here, uh, coach Switcher was the assist or was the, uh, offensive coordinator because Fairbanks was still here. So it was kind of like, I remember going in the office and Tinker and I talked to each other and it was kind of like, well, we kind of like Arkansas and, you know, not sure what we're going to do. And so we went in and it was kind of like Fairbanks was pretty much just um, straightforward. And it was kind of like, you know, let me ask you a question. Where have you spent your since you've been alive, where have you always wanted to play? And I said, well, coach, I guess probably I'd have to say OU. And he said, 
okay, that's good. Then that's where you ought to come. And I thought, okay, you're right. So ended up, it worked out for, it worked out for us at the time. None of us ever knew what was going to, you know, come down. If we did, we'd have been running to Norman as fast as we could to try to sign up. But like I said, it was, it was a magical time. It was, um, you know, it was a lot different than what it is now. Of course, you, uh, you're on those, you're talking about uh, fabulous teams. Uh, you had two losses in four years, uh, play on the 74, 75 national championship teams, uh, the great wishbone teams with Joe Washington at halfback and Steve Davis at, at quarterback. What do you remember most about those, those days, particularly the, the fabulous seasons of 73, 74, 75? Oh gosh, I, you know, there's so many things to remember, but, uh, you know, mainly for me, it was just the, the quality of people that I was around, the people that I got to meet, that I became friends with, close friends with, um, that lasted a lifetime. I mean, it was, uh, some of the things, I mean, I remember, Probably as far as my sophomore year, I was a backup, uh, fullback, but I got to punt, uh, and we went to Southern Cal. I remember, you know, being in the Southern Cal game, Coliseum, should have won that game. We ended up coming out with a 7-7 tie. Um, you know, I remember the Nebraska game in, uh, I think it was our junior year, we get down 14 nothing. come back. It's snowing the first half, coming in the sideline or at halftime, and we were froze. We were sopping wet, changing clothes, uniforms, going out in the second half and scoring 14 points and beating them 28-14. Um, you know, I remember the Kansas game. I tell my friends, of course, I didn't. Like I said, uh, in four years, we actually, the guys that came in at the same time up there, uh, we had a freshman team, so I think they had a loss our freshman year. Now, a few of the guys that I, that came in, like Tinker and the Settlements and Joe, they played their freshman year. I was on the freshman team. but uh, So I tell my friends I lost one game, and that was Kansas. And actually, I was on the sideline there because I'd been injured the game before. And so I, I watched the game from the sideline. So I tell them. You know, the ones I'm really close to that knows I'm, I can be full of it sometimes. I tell them that's why we lost Kansas because I was standing on the sideline. But <laughs> that's not true. But so many memories. I mean, it's uh, I couldn't be more blessed of, of the people I met and the friends I still have. You, uh, you've thrown out some names. And as you said those names, um, their hometowns came back to me. Tinker, of course, is from Miami. Steve Davis from Salisaw, the Selman brothers from uh, Eufaula. Uh, we got uh, Wayne Hoffman, the tight end, was from uh, Spyro. Rod Schoet was from Spyro. Randy Hughes from Tulsa. What was it about Eastern Oklahoma football in that era? Uh, you being from Muskogee, what was it about that era of Eastern Oklahoma football that produced so many great players? Man, I'm, 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 I'm not sure, Barry. Uh, it, it, uh, there was an awful lot of them. Of course, going back and looking at it, uh, scholarships levels were a lot higher 
So, you know, we're, some of us wouldn't know who they were, might not have gotten the opportunity if it was, you know, cut back when you were going, you know, 25 guys or so signing that or 27 or eight, but uh, that might not ever have the opportunity to play. But uh, yeah, the word is, I mean, where does somebody like you follow Muskogee? I mean, Muskogee at one time we had, uh, we had a lot of good coaches, a lot of good players. The fifties, we had the bursars, we had, you know, the all Americans that were at OU. We've, um, Tulsa, obviously, you know, it was a big place, but Tinker was Steve and Tinker and, you know, um, I don't know. It was just, uh, the East back then was just, you know, it's just back in the 60s, 70s were just kind of hardworking people. And that's what you did. You, you played sports. I mean, I can remember playing baseball in the summer, basketball in the winter, football in the fall. I mean, it's, it's just what you did. You, you you talked about the Muskogee heritage. You mentioned the Burris brothers, also Max Boydston, Eddie Crowder, uh, Bo Bollinger, just one after another. Great lineage. What what was it like uh, to follow in that Muskogee heritage of of great high school football, plus going on to uh, going on to Oklahoma? Um, yeah, it, it was exciting. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember going to the football games. I couldn't wait to get there, and you know, you'd see. The guys that played before you, uh, Paul Young was, uh, I, I was fortunate when I was in high school, Paul Young, who was probably the legendary coach in the, the 50s of Muskogee, uh, always was the type of guy I'd heard about. And I thought, you know, that'd be the type of guy I wanted to play with. No nonsense. I mean, he was tough, hard, uh, and ended up, fortunately, he had after he retired he came back and did some substitute teaching at high school so he was in a history class that i had and i remember he he used to call me back to the back to the teacher's den we'd go back there and talk football and he was just a, a great man and um but now just the past players i mean muskogee's come up with through their system with the hall of fame uh of rougher football and um through the years so you know it's it's exciting just a bunch of good guys bunch of good players uh, and i was just lucky to be a part of it and, and be from the community and uh friday nights were a big deal and we had a lot of fun shout out to the ruffers who most recently won another state championship just uh last weekend um but you get out of ou and you have a decision to make, and you decide to go back to your hometown and raise your family there. So Seth went through that same Muskogee football tradition. What made you go back to your hometown? Well, I mean, my wife and I had been married for three years in college, and uh, she was from Muskogee. My family owned a car dealership. Uh, my brother was already heat ran track at OU and when he graduated he came home three years before me and I you know I don't I don't know it just the the progress of being able to work with your family and and uh being we look we both my wife and I love Muskogee so we moved back and um and 
were happy about it all the way through. Could, could you tell at an early age that Seth was going to be a, an elite athlete capable of potentially going to, going to a place like OU? Um, well, you know, not early, early, but I think the first game I saw him, we came home and, um, we put him in the little league, you know, league. And, uh, the first time I saw him get in the huddle, he was standing there with his arms on, uh, one of the guys in the huddle and he had his feet crossed, which was the exact way I used to stand in the day. And my wife just... She looked at me and I said, I've never seen anything like it. I've never noticed my son. You know, he was probably, oh, I think he was 10 or 11 or 12. I wouldn't let him start until he got in the sixth grade. But uh, it was, that was very noticeable to us. But, you know, and then as he, he grew um, from junior high, he, he had, you know, pretty good teams and, and, pretty good success in high school, uh, had good coaching and, and it just worked out. Now, was I sure that he could play at OU in the two thousands? I didn't know. I mean, yeah, I, I knew he could play. I, I knew what kind of worth ethic he had, but, uh, you know, how do you know what they're going for at the time? You know, college football changes quite a bit. And, uh, had, I had, visited with John Blake back when he was recruiting him and just, you know, and he said that they really wanted him. So I guess that made it pretty clear that, you know, he had, was going to get the opportunity. Was that an easy choice for Seth? Was it sort of automatic or, or were, were there some decisions to be made in the recruiting? Oh, you know, probably in the end it was automatic, but I would say, Seth didn't, as I remember, he didn't make a lot of visits uh, because I think he always knew he was wanting to go to OU. But, you know, I think he looked at some places because every kid being recruited, you know, into college wants to feel, you know, a little, you feel a little special when people are calling you up, sending you stuff and that type of stuff. But uh, no, I think it was pretty much known that. Seth was probably going to go to you. Do you, uh, of course, Seth Luttrell, uh, product of the air raid, um, modern football, 21st century, throw it around everywhere. You guys ever debate about which offense is better, the uh, the air raid or the wishbone? No. No, we don't. I mean, honestly, we don't do a lot of, uh, you know, talking about football per se because – He's so much smarter at it me. I mean, you know, he, he was a football coach. I mean, he's been around players. He's been around different offenses. I would look, I mean, I try not to look real stupid in front of my son, so I, I would try to stay off of that type of conversation. Now, sure, we get into deals on, on different deals, but he normally has a look he gives me like, I'm fixing to snap, so it's time to <laughs> so we usually shut up and quit talking about you know. So you can't you can't talk him into a Joe Washington counterplay no. uh, in, in, in the modern vernacular. I think not, but but I can tell you this, Seth say he's as close to a guy that came out of the air raid that is a hundred percent 
for the run. I mean, he says a, a run first type guy. I mean, a lot of people think just because you were with Mike Leach or you were with, uh, you know, Fedora and, and you're throwing the ball around the field, obviously throwing the ball down the field gets you, get you wins. But, you know, with a football game, these guys are smart enough to know that sometimes it's, and, and Coach Switzer, I mean, he was a, a rush the ball, obviously in a wishbone, that's what you're going to do. But, um, you know, running the ball can control the game an awful lot. It can, it can do a lot of things. It can destroy the spirit of the other team. It can, you know, when you're sitting there you're just getting pounded on, it doesn't take long before you're about ready to break. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, we don't, but no, we don't, we don't argue about it. He, he knows what he's going to do. And I'm just happy to get a chance to still be watching it. Of course, you guys, for seven years, you got to go down to Denton. Not that bad of a drive from Muskogee uh, to follow Seth's career. Uh, and now he's moved a little bit closer, Norman, uh, plus your alma mater, the place uh, on the field where you got to uh, run those fullback dives out of the wishbone. Uh, how much uh, are, is you, are you and your family going to enjoy just this, this coming season, 2024, with, with your, son, your son calling the plays and uh, as the Sooners go into the SEC? Oh, I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll enjoy it just like we have most every year that he's, he's been coaching. Uh, I, you know, it, it's, you usually enjoy the season, just how everybody else is enjoying it. I mean, you know, you, you winning helps, you know, it, it, it's, it's more fun to enjoy a season when you're having very good success and things are going good when they're not, uh, as a family, that's, you know, that's kind of how we look at it. It's, it's, you can also be support in other ways. So, um, but yeah, we're definitely going to be here if we're living and breathing. So, uh, we'll, we're still going to be following everything, he, everything he does. Well, fantastic. Well, Jim, this has been great. I guess the best way I can say this is since 1956, Oklahoma football has had two perfect seasons. In one of them, a Latrell was playing fullback, and in the other one, a Latrell was playing fullback. So a uh, pretty good, pretty good route, uh, pretty good tradition for the Latrell family and Sooner football. We thank you for joining us. Well, thanks, Barry. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Remember, if this is your first time hearing or watching the show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app. And if you would like, please leave a review. Remember, you can read me every day at selloutcrowd.com and across social media, selloutcrowd.com. Thanks for joining us. And again, thanks to Jim Luttrell. Mm -hmm.